you know, one of the benefits of multifamily is that you're not necessarily um, uh, at the mercy of the local comps. You know, you can through value, you know, strategic value add projects, you can increase the value of your property. Um, now, you know, there, there's still the cap rate conversation to have, but you, you have a lot more control. And with single family, I, I just, I think we're going to still see some contraction in home prices. Welcome to the power of passive income and how to retire rich with your host, Vijay Patel. Get your financial advice straight from the experts and learn how to take your first steps towards financial freedom. If you're ready to retire rich, then listen up. So right now, there's a lot of cloud around real estate market, like, you know, interest rate are fluctuating, um, economy is slowing down. So how do you yourself positioning and what do you think about in general real estate? Is it still good, good investment? It's, it's always it's always going to be a good investment. Um, now, I, I say that generally speaking, of course, there's markets that you might want to avoid at certain times. Maybe there's certain asset classes that aren't going to perform well in the near term. But, you know, th- there's an old saying that, you know, you make most of your money when you buy, not when you sell. And I think that's going to be very true. Um, so while I continue to be bullish on multifamily, um, the number of deals that are making sense or we're just not going to see a whole lot of it. Um, so obviously, I think things, um, I don't think cap rates are going to go up too much. I think we may just see a stagnation over the next couple of years. Uh, I, I've, I mean, even with what's going, going on the past two years, they've, they've remained pretty, uh, uh, pretty sticky. Um, so, you know, people always need a place to live. And if you look at the population growth in the U.S., it, it's going to continue to go up. We've already got a, a shortage of housing. Um, right now, you know, staring down the barrel of a recession, home ownership is going to go down. And that means there's going to be more renters in the market. And so um, while the, uh, there's some headwinds out there, I think overall it, it's still going to be a good um, inflation hedge. And if I just think about it in the most simplistic terms, there's a finite amount of land on Earth. And there's an ever-increasing population, and they're going to need places to live. Got it. So, uh, what do you think about the other asset class? Because there's a lot of noise about multifamily, but what about the other asset class? And uh, like, how do you invest? If you do, then let's discuss about that. Um, I still consider single-family uh, from time to time, but more on a uh, more on a flip basis. Um, that's it's quick cash. Um, sometimes you know the 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 returns can be very attractive, depending on where you buy at. Um, I'm not a huge fan of single family anymore because of the administrative burden. With multifamilies, you can buy 100 units and you have one loan, one insurance payment, one property tax payment, etc. And if you want 100 um, single family homes, you have a hundred of you have a hundred bills. For each line item and it just it can get cumbersome um and so I, I think you know one of the benefits of multifamily is that you're not necessarily um uh at the mercy of the local comps you know you can through value you know strategic value add projects you can increase the value of your property um now you know there, there's still the cap rate conversation to have but you, you have a lot more control and with single family i, I just I think we're going to still see some contraction in home prices. Um, and so if people are looking for appreciation plays um, and even flippers, I, I think they're going to start to 
see margins kind of thin out. Um, but uh, yeah, I think only time will tell. It, it really, it's really going to depend on if we get that soft landing that the Fed wants, which with the tight labor market, we could see that. Uh, but we'll see. So what type of returns you try to give out on your investors? So like, you know, like being a passive investor, there's a like, you know, people try to distribute quarterly. Uh, people try to distribute even monthly basis. So what type of, you know, structure you try to do keeping your passive investors in mind? How do you make them happy? Um, so just on a at a high level, we typically try to structure or we, we try to find investments that can support anywhere from a 6% to a 10% PREF. Um, and then we like to see at least a 2x multiple um, at a five-year exit. Now, um, I've become a, a very big fan of a perpetuity model that we stumbled upon through some, uh, some JV partners. And uh, basically, it involves you know, finding properties that you can refinance out 100% of the member capital within two to three years of purchase. So you get a PREF those first two or three years, and then at the end of, say, year three, you get 100% of your original investment back, and then you share in the cash flow um, from then on out. And so, you know, we intend to hold a lot of these, uh, you know, as long as we can. So we, we, we say perpetuity, but that could mean 20, 30 years or more. Mm -hmm. um, since this is a, a generational wealth play for a lot of us, and you know, we're trying to build a legacy for our families, it's something I'd like to pass down to my children. So we we, we keep the long-term perspective on um, our acquisitions. Now, that a lot of times that means we pass up on really good deals that may check the box for a five-year turn and burn. Um, but, you know, since we're looking long-term, that's where we kind of keep our focus in multifamily. Got it. So, like, let's say if an investor is watching this video and try to invest in your deal, like, what type of, like, you know, numbers you try to, you know, deliver? Uh, you mentioned about, like, typically you try to do five-year cycle or is it less, uh, you know, and what type of properties you go after and what's your thinking behind acquiring the properties? Sure. Um, so, the, the some of our early projects were, uh, they were planned five-year projects. Uh, the one that I mentioned earlier, we, we actually took it to market about 18 months after purchase. Um, we had finished the value-add plan, had questions about the upcoming uh, you know, state of the economy. And uh, so we were able to dispose of it and provide solid returns for everybody. Now, everything else that we have right now, we have one property that we will hold for, we'll end up holding for about five years. Um, and then we'll sell. But everything else that we have, we plan to hold indefinitely. Um, so typically, you know, if we're if we're talking cash on cash, um, we typically strive for that magic, you know, eight to twelve percent. Um, if we can get more, great. Um, and then if I think about IRR, um, we typically look try to look for anything above um, fifteen. Um, and that's uh, you know, we, we try to underwrite based on reality um no so you know sometimes i see some wild uh rent projections um i may see unrealistic uh numbers on certain light items i might even see mistakes um you know like some municipalities for instance they'll they um assess property taxes in arrears and so that means you may not see an increase for a year or two but when you see it it's going to be significant 
And sometimes that's not built into the numbers. And so those are those are the types of details we try to dive into to make sure that our pro forma isn't just solid in year one. It's it's as solid as it can be with the uncertainty around it, you know, through the, the life cycle of the project. Got it.